This is Josh, and welcome once again to The Listening Room. Listen to what the flower people say. So you've made it past Coheed Month. I'm no longer going to talk about that band, at least not uh, in this episode. This is the only shout out that they're going to get for the whole stinking episode. So since we just started talking about them for four weeks at the start of the podcast, I wanted to try and throw in some different types of music here. So I've chosen one of my favorites and one that's had quite an impact on me. It is Dustin Kentrew's album, Please Come Home. Dustin Kenstrew is the frontman for the band Thrice. I loved Thrice, and when he put out this album, I had to have it. Although, little did I know, I was quite in for a surprise uh, for what I actually got from it. You see, this album doesn't sound anything like Thrice. And I think it was definitely planned that way, that Dustin didn't want to write Thrice songs, like solo Thrice songs, and put it on an album. If he's going to write a Thrice song, he's going to give it to the band Thrice, and they're going to play the song full band. Um, he wanted to write in a different style and put that out under his own name. So when I first got this album, um, I was I was definitely taken aback by the way that it sounds. You see, at this point in my life, most of what I was listening to was kind of the post-hardcore music and kind of emo music. I wasn't into much slower stuff, um, not so much acoustic music, and this album is really what got me into kind of the folky country-sounding acoustic music. Wikipedia calls this an alternative country album, country blues, and country folk. Again, I wasn't a big fan of this type of music, but since it was Dustin who was putting it out, I wanted to give it a try and see if I liked it. And it really kind of whet my appetite for this type of music. And since then, you know, I've, I've gotten to, into a bunch of different bands that make uh, music in a similar style as this. So Dustin really opened the door for me to get into this type of music. I've found that actually um, it takes musicians that I already like in bands that I already like to, to reach out like that into a different style to really help me appreciate those styles of music. It's happened more than once, but this one was the first time in my life when my um, horizons were expanded like this. So I wanted to talk about it a little bit here on The Listening Room. Now, this album, Please Come Home, it's technically a mini album because it only has eight tracks. I think an album has to have at least 10 tracks in order to be considered a full album. I don't know. But it was released in 2007. Dustin played most of the instruments except for Tepe Teranishi, who is also in Thrice, who played piano and organ. 
The electric guitars and drums were recorded by, according to Wikipedia, a longtime friend and guitar tech for Thrice, Chris Jones. So let's go ahead and jump into the album. Track one, I Knew You Before, really sets the entire tone for this album. Uh, To me, it feels Western. I can feel that dusty old town around Dustin as he sings a song. Production-wise, I think there's a great use of stereo acoustic guitars. It starts out just in the left ear, and then you can hear both guitars coming in from both sides. They're playing the same thing, but it's just got that nice fullness to it. The vocal has a slapback delay, so it sounds like it's played in kind of a small club or perhaps Folsom Prison. Musically, the song is fairly simple, but it all kind of captures that acoustic folk, country, bluesy kind of sound. The same rhythm is played the entire song on the guitars and the snare just kind of follows what the guitar is doing. Um, But then there are the touches of different instruments here from the lap steel to the harmonica to the organ, even Dustin's gravelly voice. Really, it all comes together to give you the feel of this song. The song is a story about the loss of innocence and being consumed by materialism. The chorus kind of explains her fall from grace, if I can say so. Verse 2 and the bridge show her inward hatred for what she does and its deadening effect on her life. The chorus, I think, really stands out. It goes, Oh, the magazines and media supplied you with their plastic protocol. Oh, and maybe music television really is the devil after all. But all I can say is I knew you before you were beautiful back then, before you grew up and before you gave in. This kind of hints at the problems that she's going through being an outward thing, uh, especially with that music television line. But I think it's something more considering verse two. I think it's something that's inside her that's the problem. The maybe that he uses in the chorus, maybe music and television really is the devil, devil after all. I think that's telling you, I I don't really, he doesn't really think that's what the problem is. The problem is that the things that she's doing in this song can never actually produce real love. He talks about how she hikes her skirt higher and how she shares her bed when she wants to share her soul. She's trying to take the quick and easy route to get to love. But in the end, it only produces a quick and easy love that isn't even real love. It can only end how it inevitably does with her feeling empty. She receives material things that she thinks that she wants, but never the true loves that that her heart actually desires. And the choruses all say that he knew her before she was beautiful back then. So the choruses, when it says beautiful, it's, it's got this sarcastic bite to it, that the beautiful is really how everyone else sees you. Oh yeah, sure, you're, you're beautiful, 
but you're really dead inside until the very end of the song when beautiful truly means a person of beauty with the line, you could be beautiful again. There's still hope. Yes, you're consumed by all these things, all these outward things. You're doing, you're living your life in the wrong way to receive what you want, but there is still hope for you. You could be beautiful again. Love how you curse when I wake you up. Sweetly demand that I fill your cup. Track two on the album is Pistol, and this one continues with that stereo guitar effect and then lots of harmonica. Um, the song, it slows down the pace just a little bit. The song is still dynamic, though, between the verse and the chorus, and then immediately after the chorus, the song still feels like it's growing. It starts off slow, and then it gets bigger and bigger until it goes back into those verses and slows down a bit. It's it's a nice laid-back feeling for the verses. You got the cross stick on the snare, uh, while the guitar is a little bit more in the background for this one, and the bass has those nice silky smooth tones that just kind of hold it all together. Overall, I think the drums sound kind of dry. They sound vintage, um, not overly reverby, although it does sound like there's a nice room reverb, both on the vocals and on the drums. It kind of makes it feel like it's played in a room. It doesn't feel like it's a big arena song. This entire record is pretty dry. It, it's, it feels pretty small in terms of reverb, but that just goes with the vibe of the acoustic folk country kind of sound. Now, lyrically, this song is about Dustin's feisty wife, and it's got a nice boyish kind of charm to it. Listen to the first verse. I love how you curse when I wake you up and sweetly demand that I fill your cup with the smile of your cool gunpowder glare. Honey, you lay me bare. I really like how honest it is. Um, he needs a hard-headed woman to shoot him straight. Uh, it, the song, it doesn't try and over-sentimentalize or romanticize his relationship with his wife, but I think that's what makes it even more endearing. It doesn't sound like a movie romance. It actually sounds like um, his relationship with his wife is beneficial to him and not just in a romantic way. Like, he really actually needs his wife in his life in order to make himself better. Not just emotionally, but in all the choices that he makes. He needs her to continue to push him. She, he needs her to be a hard-headed woman. And then lastly, I like the progressive choruses. At the, at the end of each chorus, it changes a little bit. The first time through, he says, It's time to lay down my bets. I put all my money on you. And the second time, it's time to lay down my fears. Honey, I feel so safe around you. And then the last time, it's time to lay down my life. Honey, I'll do it gladly for you. Again, this is a real love. It's progressive. It continues to get deeper until the point where he's willing to give up his entire life for her. (laughs) 
seeing your face in every child that smiles But I can't help but rejoice I have heard the song called Thunder But I knew it was your voice Track three is I Believe. This is a short, simple, little, about two and a half minute song here. The drums are really front and center for this song. They sound a bit compressed, but very dry. Um, they're, they're very much in your face. The snare's pretty loud. The toms are deep and full when they come in. Um, when you hear the ride cymbal, it has a nice air to it. The vibrations kind of fade off into the air. It lingers for a little bit. It's really nice. Uh, the song is, again, it's pretty simple. It's just a little acoustic blues song. The meaning of the song, I believe, is is really the song is just about faith and not a blind faith, but it is a faith that's conceived in doubt. Listen to some of these lyrics. I touched the holes in your calloused hands and stuck my fingers in your side. Oh, I was six feet deep in doubt, but now I'm sure that you're alive. This is a reference to Thomas in the Bible after Jesus came back from the dead. He didn't believe him, and he actually had to go up to him and touch the holes in his hands where he was crucified to actually believe that it was Jesus. So he's saying that he relates to Thomas, that he has his doubts about who Jesus is, but he had this experience where he became alive in the knowledge of who Jesus was. Now he's absolutely sure in his faith. And yet the chorus, it still acknowledges that he doesn't know a thing. That there's a kind of experiential knowledge that we can't have yet. We don't know what the promise of heaven really is because we haven't experienced it. But we trust in the one who made that promise. The bridge, I think, sums it up really well. It goes... And all the answers that I find only take me so far down the line. The tracks always give out, yeah, it's a leap from the lion's mouth. There is a sense in which we can't experientially know what's going to happen. Yet, as a Christian, we can have faith because it's been given to us by God. Said I'll take my share now, Father, please took your money and you took your leave you took my heart and turned your back on me and you hit the town and you hit the bottle hard track four is the title track please come home it's another pretty simple song. It's a very common minor chord progression. Um, you get the guitars in stereo again. There's a nice piano, which almost kind of sounds like it could be an electric guitar. The song really doesn't try to be more than it actually is. There are no solos in the song. The drums don't complicate things. It's got more of a singer-songwriter focus on the lyrics. It's pretty cool, because up to this point, each song has kind of had its own identity. They each have their own stories to tell, but they all kind of sound a little bit different, and they all do different things. 
This song is about the story of the prodigal son. That's a biblical parable about a son who requests his father's inheritance, and then he uses it all on his own lavish living, only to return in humility. This song tells that story from the father's perspective and how he always wants his son back. The song reminds us that no matter how far we run, God will always love his children. Your mistakes don't change his love for you. Listen to some of these lines. I still stand here waiting with my eyes fixed on the road, and I fight back tears, and I wonder if you're ever coming home. Don't you know, son, that I love you, and I don't care where you've been? Yes, and I'll be right here waiting till you come around the bend, and I'll run to you and hold you close. I won't let go again, so please come home. There is hope for even the worst of sinners. No matter what you've done, God is waiting for you to embrace you. Did I happen to mention that Dustin is a Christian? (laughs) There are lots of biblical themes throughout this entire record. This one just happens to be a retelling of one of the parables that Jesus told to show us the love of God. I've been with Sally, and I've been with Sue. I've been with Cindy and her sister too. And now I'm trying to settle down, start a family with that cute little Kim. Well, now that I've tasted blood, now this wine seems to. Track five is Blood and Wine. I get a real big kind of country sound from this, sort of like a a Johnny Cash type vibe, especially with the slapback delay on the vocals. It kind of sounds like it's reverberating right off the back wall of like a tiny club or something like that. You really get that initial hit, that clickiness in the kick drum and the snare. Uh, The bass is really simple and kind of bouncy with what it's doing. Um, There's a tambourine in there to kind of add dynamics. I mean, really, this is a tiny little song. It's less than two minutes long. The chorus is only one line long. But I think that the song is all just one thought played out musically. They really went for this one sound and he kind of nailed it. The same goes for the lyrics. I think he uh, went for kind of one thought throughout the entire song and uh, stayed with that for the full two minutes. So in stark contrast to the themes of the last song, this one is about the depravity of the human heart. I mean, really, it's just a list of vices. Um, The first verse is like treating women as just disposable things. The second verse talks about doing drugs. The last verse is about armed robbery. Um, The lyrics can get a bit on the nose in this song. Um, There's one line that goes, I'd sell my own mother for that sweet heroine. But I think that's also kind of what he was going for, just that uh, kind of letting it all hang out type of a song. It's interesting because in the third verse, he also includes other people, that he's not the only person um, that is committing these acts. The line goes, sometimes the white coats, they hide black hearts. So it's talking about how even good things can be turned bad 
by a bad person and that inwardly we are bad. Like if we were fully loosed to do all the bad that we could do, you could easily do much worse than what this song is talking about, even as the song progresses and he continues to get worse and worse. You really get that idea from the chorus, and I think it's the best line in the entire song. It's just that simple chorus. Now that I've tasted blood, now this wine seems too thin. We can never have enough. As children, you know, we enjoyed juice, and then we became adults, and we drank wine, and now we want something harder. So it's talking about blood and the death that has to come about in order to satisfy our own needs. There's a sickness within us that will stop at nothing to find satisfaction. So really, ultimately, we are bad people at heart. And even though that sounds really dark, I think the point is that we need someone to help us. We need someone to save us. And that's ultimately the point of this song (laughs) that is a dark list of vices. I've got bills to pay, taxmen on my tail. Just keep praying that checks in the mail. Track six is Consider the Ravens. Instead of drums, this song just has a tambourine keeping time. Uh, The overall sound of this song is really, uh, I used this word earlier, but kind of vintage. It sounds like an old recording where they couldn't track everything separately, but they had to put just a couple of mics in the room and kind of as you were playing your instruments, you got closer to the mic and, and moved away to artificially change the volume of each instrument in the room. Uh, It doesn't sound like anything is closed-miked, is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Even when the piano comes in at about the two-and-a-half-minute mark, it it's still, um, you can hear it clearly, it's still out in front of everything else, but it's still got that same quality where it sounds like you're just sitting in the middle of the room while this band is playing around you. This is a mid-tempo, kind of mellow song. It's a little bit over four minutes long, but I don't think it's boring. It kind of adds musicality throughout the song to kind of keep you interested. The song is another biblical reference. Um, Consider the ravens is talking about how we see the birds of the field and God provides what they need to live. So he's going to provide you with what you need. Um, When things get tough, know that God cares for you and that he's going to give you all that you need. Uh, Verse one starts out and it sounds like this guy is in a bit of a rut. Um, It talks about the tax man coming after him. He's praying that the check is in the mail. But the chorus then explains that he shouldn't fear, that um, his doubt is getting the best of him, and he's forgetting who God is. The rest of the song just continues to fill out that same idea, that even though we may not have much, we have enough, and God is good to provide us what we need. I do especially like the line in the chorus that goes, Between the river and the ravens I'm fed. Between oblivion and blazes I'm led. 
God is actually the one leading us down our path. And so how could we not believe in him to give us what we actually need along that journey? And ultimately, what we need is him above anything else. So yes, the song talks about physical provision and physical needs, but also that God is ultimately the one that we rely on for everything and to give us more of himself. This album is really kind of shaping up to be a pretty heavy record in terms of just biblical themes, and and it's a lot deeper than kind of what you'd expect. Years we fight the night, pale ghostly flames. Track seven is Weary Saints. Immediately we can hear the difference between this song and the last song. The vocals and the guitars, they sound a lot closer and a lot fuller. The guitar, it especially kind of gives that sparkle with the high end on it that it didn't have in the previous song. After the first chorus, the bass and the drums and the stereo guitars come in. Um, it's, it's really cool because he leaves you waiting for the full band so that when it comes in, it really hits. It's a good long time of just him and his guitar kind of playing the same line over again to really build up your anticipation for when the song fills out with all the other instruments. Overall, with the song, musically, I do think that it actually drags a little bit until there's kind of a bit of dynamics at about the 2 minute 45 second mark. But outside of that, um, it's not super interesting. Again, I think it's kind of a singer-songwriter type song where you're really trying to focus on the lyrics instead of the uh, musicality. The lyrics, though, in this song, it feels a lot more like poetry than the other songs. I think the meaning of the lyrics is kind of hidden if you just take it at face value, if it wasn't for the title of the song. I think that gives it away. The title, Weary Saints, kind of infers to me that it's a picture of someone who's tired of fighting his own sin. My favorite line in the song is, Courage, Father, give us to do what must be done, to deal out truth and justice with swift and sober guns. Now, I do think this song is actually looking inward for most of it. So when it's talking about using guns, it's actually talking about killing the sin and the evil that's inside you. So courage, Father, give us to do what must be done. We need to take courage to continue to fight against our vices and the things that we want to do that we know are wrong. We, like the song says, deal out truth and justice. Those are our weapons when fighting against the evil inside us. With swift and sober guns. I think that's such a cool picture. Swiftly, that when that temptation rises up inside you, you have to swiftly deal out truth and justice. And with sober guns, you have to do so with a sober mind, not kind of on a whim, but always being on the lookout for when these temptations come. I've 
The last song in the album is Blanket of Ghosts. This is a full-on blues rock song. The electric guitar and the organ really lead the charge on the song. The vocal melody, I think, complements the tone of the song perfectly. And even Dustin's performance is really dynamic uh, along with what he's saying. The drums definitely have a more kind of finished sound to them, especially than the the drums that are on the record and other songs. But everything really just sounds produced and it sounds more full. Um, and it, although it is still relatively dry, it doesn't sound like it's a wash in reverb, but everything sounds a lot uh, crisper and cleaner. Musically, the song is pretty loose with lots of guitar solos and drum fills and things like that. The organ solos multiple times. Uh, they all kind of play with the song and over on top of the song. There's a really nice stereo spectrum to the song. There's the organ and stereo, of course, and then the left side has the electric guitar and the right side has the acoustic guitar. Um, it's, it's really full. The song is kind of a lament. I mean, it's the blues, so it has to be bluesy, right? The subject matter is actually pretty similar to the last song. I'm not sure why he decided to put these songs back to back, because they're kind of talking about the same thing. Uh, I think it really works well with this type of music. and In fact, I think it actually works better with the music than, than it did with Weary Saints. The song is kind of a longing for the end of the strife of this world. The, one of the lines says, The things I'm ashamed of feel like dear old St. Paul. Another biblical reference, um, Paul penned the words, I do what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I want to do. So there's this inward struggle in all of us that though there are things that we want to do, the good that we want to do, we rarely do. And instead, we usually do evil that we really don't want to do. We fight against ourselves constantly. And this song is just kind of a lament of that. He's tired of failing and longing for the day when it'll end, when he'll be wrapped in a blanket of ghosts and taken up to, uh, you know, see God in all his fullness when he'll have the strength to walk with him and no longer have this body of sin that is constantly at war to do what we don't want to do. Again, it really fits the overall blues sound of the song to be singing about the end of our war in this life. And that actually ends the album, Please Come Home. Overall, I think that this mini album, it has a certain sound to it, and I think it pulls it off really well. Even though the songs all sound different, they hit their genres, I think, really well. Even that last blues rock song. But overall, it does have that real um, country-sounding folk, acoustic folk sound to it. This is a very different sound from Thrice, Dustin's other band, though I do think kind of these influences bleed into their later output. You know, this album was put out in 2007, 
in between a couple records that Thrice was putting out and, and kind of later Thrice has has a bit more of this in there than early Thrice, but it's still its own entity. I don't think Dustin wanted to cross streams, as you will, if you don't mind the uh, Ghostbusters reference. The album definitely has strong Christian themes. His Christian faith is a really big part of his life, and so a lot of the songs that he writes, even though his band aren't all Christians, Thrice isn't all Christians, the songs that he writes are based on his experiences. So I think this is a really good little album. Um, Like I said, it got me into this style of music. It really gave me a taste for this genre, and I've since come to enjoy lots of different bands along the same lines. To be honest with you, though, I doubt that I'll put this album on repeat constantly because it is so short. Um, It might feel a little monotonous. Not that the songs sound monotonous, just that it would, uh, you would play through it multiple times pretty quickly. It's overall pretty mellow, so I don't know how long it would keep me interested before I'd want to pop something else in. But that's okay. That's not what this album was trying to do. It was trying to be a small album. It only has eight tracks. So what did you think of it? I'd love to hear from you. You can email me and let me know at listeningroompodcast at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail or text at my voicemail line. That's 617-651-1116. Or you can catch me on Twitter. My handle is at broccolope. That's B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. I'm also curious what you think of this different format. The music isn't quite as dense as Coheed is, so I haven't um, rambled on quite as long, but I've tried to be a bit more succinct. Do you like that, or do you like the rambling? I think this succinct style works better, especially on me. It's not quite as time-consuming, which is great for me and my family. Uh, But if you do like me, you know, rambling and giving you lots of thoughts throughout the course of the album... Uh, just let me know. I, I'm still not sure what I'm doing with this, but I'm loving it while I'm still here. It really helps me bring out so much more in these albums that I've been listening to for a while. Even with this album, digging into the lyrics, um, I've seen things that I haven't before, and it's great. Hopefully you're getting something from it too. But if I were to be honest, completely honest, this is kind of a selfish pursuit, so yeah. Anyways, that's going to be it for this week. Thank you again for joining me. And remember, don't just hear, listen. But now that I've tasted blood, now this wine seems to thin. Oh, well, I walked in the bank and I pulled out my gun. You should have seen those people screaming, running. You're used to making honest book. How can I go back to that again?